What is up, everybody? Welcome into Dynasty 411. I'm your host, Robert Iams. And today with us, we got Jarrett, the Goat Rush. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, you guys? And our special guest, you guys already know, if you he- were here last week, I got my V-Trophy owner, Darcy. What's up, Darcy? Yeah. How's it going? I don't know about the special part, but uh, good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're a guest on the show that makes you special. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, guys, that's this is our this is our sponsor here. I had to bring him on. I wanted him to be able to kind of give you guys a little bit more in depth of what all my V Trophy is able to do for you in your fantasy league. So, go ahead, Darcy, take it away. Yeah, man. So, love playing fantasy football in a ton of leagues, um, but not all the leagues have you know players and teams where we're all in the same city where we can get together every year and uh, pass around a physical trophy and so it's pretty simple it's like hey man um, i thought what if we just had trophies online that we could put our names on something that we could be proud of you know it's a badge of honor um we're all very competitive in these leagues and it's just nice to have something that acknowledges uh, some of those wins when they happen and so over the holidays uh, last last winter, I just kind of thought of the idea and decided, okay, let, let's run with it and see what we can do. And so a few weeks ago, we, we officially released uh, V-Trophy. So you can go to myvtrophy.com and we cover most uh, fantasy sports. Um, so you can go ahead on there, make a trophy for your leagues and you know start bringing in some bragging rights. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's exactly what I've been telling these people. Is that it's, it's so easy to make, right? Yeah, yep. you can, yes, love it. Um, yeah, guys, you guys gotta go check out my V Trophy. I mean, it's simple, and we all have so many different leagues that we're in. Instead of having to have a bunch of different, you know, inmade trophies, you can have these online and you can display them, you know. And then if you want to make them, you can get them made, right? So, no, if you want to, you just make them online and they're, they're available. But I will say, like, they look pretty awesome. So, you know, they're about as realistic it's going to get as they're going to get for virtual trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, so our devs put a lot of time into just getting, the, you know, the right shine and the right effects on them. So, yeah, go check them out. And then, hey, maybe if you have a 3D printer, you might be able to do it. But, um, yeah, it's, we're focused on just giving something uh, so online for the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sweet. Well, we yeah, appreciate like we appreciate that. Yeah, um, a whole lot. So let's uh, let's get into it. Today's episode, we are talking about the four one classic rookie draft. Um, some trades that's going on. There's a bunch of news popping on right now. Um, you got Aaron Rodgers holding out. Jordan Love's looking popping. Um, so let's let's talk into the news before we get into the rookie draft, and then at the very end. We're going to get you guys some wide receivers because everybody's always hitting up those quarterbacks, tight ends, and running backs early in the drafts. You can get some of these wide receivers that are going to help push your team to the edge while you can focus on these other positions. Um, so let's get into the news. Go ahead, Jared. Yeah, the first news is is the Julio Jones situation. So, I mean, yes. It's really <laughs> – that's, that's the news. <laughs> but, yeah, man, to me, I think, you know – to me, I knew – all I could say is that I knew something was going to go on with the Titans because that was like – they were hiring, you know what I mean? Like, it was an open spot. I really thought Josh Reynolds was going to sneak past and really get that, especially after the draft, and they didn't really go get nothing. Like, they didn't reach for a receiver. So, to me, I mean, on paper, I really thought he was going to fall in there. But I think the Julio situation, I really think Julio might have been just – playing smart and not playing too hard for Atlanta because he wanted to get out of there. So I think he's going to be a person, especially if you play redraft or even if you in some startups, Julio's going to fall. Ryan Tannehill, people are going to start reaching for him for sure now, but Julio is going to be cheap for for probably a week. Then I think people are going to start reaching. I think he's going to fall back into his respectful, like his respectful spot that he should be in at this age. But I, I, I could see him as a very high wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one for sure. Because Derrick Henry is going to do whatever he wants to do now. I, I don't understand what people are going to do to have them on their schedule. 
it was going to be very surprising to see what happens with them. Yeah, I would say too, uh, unfortunately for Ryan Tannehill and for me, just in my drafts, he's a guy that um, I would have liked to pick in some of the later rounds. I think he's a good value worth where he's at. And I think people Mm -hmm. underestimate the numbers he's been putting up um, since he's been there. And so bringing Julio Jones in is only going to bring his stock up. And so um, I just hope it's not going to bring it up to a price that I'm not willing to pay because he was definitely on my short list of uh, value QBs to target this season. Yeah. I promise you for like the last two, I would say like two to three years, any stats they, that I see anyone talking about with him fantasy wise, they only compare him to Pat Mahomes. And to me, that's big. Mm-hmm. Like I really don't see them. I don't never see Tannehill compared to anybody fantasy wise, but Patrick Mahomes, because some of his completions, his touchdowns, everything that goes around with it, it's, it's solid. It's solid around the board. So there's not a big discrepancy. I think there's about maybe a thousand yards uh, mm-hmm. between the two of them yeah. the last couple of years, but aside right. from that, it's like really yep. close. And so, exactly. um, yeah. And given the price that you'd be paying for Tannehill versus a Mahomes, Man, huge value what, there, right? You exactly. can make up that, you know, you can make up those thousand yards with the players you're able to draft where you would have had to take Mahomes anyways. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we know Tannehill ain't throwing no – he ain't throwing like Patrick, but everything else is freaky close, man. It's crazy. Now, I, don't, I don't think there's any downfall for A.J. Brown. I think he's going to stay the same. I mean, Corey Davis, he had a decent amount of targets last year, so I think all those obviously go straight to Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, Derrick Henry's still going to get his. I mean, this team, this offense is going to be on fire. Um, and if you have Ryan Tannehill already on your dynasty team, I mean, congratulations! You, you just got more. Um, now, as far as the Falcons go, uh, obviously Calvin really still was solid even when Julio Jones was not in. So there's no concern of hey, can who you know can really handle the wide receiver one role? Yes, he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Kyle Pitts, I mean, we've all been seeing Kyle Pitts going at, I mean, top five in rookie drafts. Um, I mean, you might see him go a little bit later, depending on your draft, or even sooner if it's a tight end premium. Uh, but I think Kyle Pitts, you know, I took him, you know, for the 401 Classic, I got him at 103. Mm-hmm. I think that's good value. I don't think you can get any higher or any lower than that. Man, um, dude, I'll, I'll tell you what, thing. some of these drafts, man, I'm telling you, dude, if I was solid at running back, solid at quarterback, solid at receiver – and I had the one-on-one. I think I got to do it like twice. I and mean, I took Kyle Pitts, man. Forget that. I took him. But I know it kind of was dumb, but it was like, man, because sometimes I'll have like – I'll have Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, and probably like um, Gaskins or something. I'm like, somebody else could have Harrison. Harris, so I'll take a, I'll take Kyle Pitts just to be fun, just to have some fun. Sometimes I like having fun, get a little cute every once in a while. So, but Yeah. 103 is probably you're right. I think that's probably where he should go, especially if it's like um super flex or you know what I'm saying, or two quarterback. Like that's probably where he should go, but he has I don't see him fall almost to like seventh, like seventh seventh pick sometimes though. So so <clears throat> unpopular opinion, and anytime I talk about this, people immediately shut it down because Kyle Pitts is so you know. In a league of his own, he's, you know, when you look at the tight end position, he's very much considered or talked about as a wide receiver. What do you think, or do you see risk in taking a tight end so high in these drafts? Because when I take a look at drafts over like the last 10 years, and when Mm -hmm. we look at like the top tight ends, the number one tight ends coming out of those drafts. Yep. It's hard. I know all the hype is here now, and it's, it's, it's going to be as high as it is now until the season actually starts. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Kyle Pitts is not going to have a good season, mm-hmm. but I, I have this, I've had this reservation about drafting him in any leagues, especially in those top picks, because that's the only way you're going to get him, right? You're not going to see him slip. In yeah. most drafts, you're not going to see him slip past five. It doesn't even matter what the format is. Right. Um, but yep. there, there's a sort of a voice inside saying like, high high risk right like it potential that this could be he could be a good tight end but could still be considered a bust from a fantasy perspective 
Does any of that go through your mind? Like, Rob, I know you drafted him, right? And so right. are you like, you're all in, you you believe in Kyle Pitts, you believe in the talent, I, the situation, or does I, I any do. of that creep in as well? No, I, I think Kyle Pitts is definitely going to be a solid two for that team. Uh, Russell mm. Gage, I like him. He's one of the guys that I would definitely be picking up in the later rounds um, of your startup drafts. I think he has great value that is going to be able to see some decent amount of targets. Uh, and I like Mike Davis there with the Falcons, but I don't think they're going to be handling, giving him, you know, 20, 25 touches every single game. Mm-hmm. You know, I can definitely see it really pits Russell Gage getting theirs. Um, and you can't forget about Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is still there. Um, I mean, he's still going to get some type of work in, but I think Pitts is going to get his. Yeah. yeah. I believe in that. I think I think it's more I think it's more to the fact of okay when Julio was there it was more like okay Julio has to leave and it's like all of it like Cal Pitts is like all stock is going to go up if Julio leaves but I mean taking a tight end if you know fantasy you know the tight end the tight ends have drop offs that's that's no comparable in any position it's like two or three tight ends and then the drop is very far, you know what I mean? And it's like, where do you see Kyle Pitts dropping? Like, cause I don't see him as a tier one. So I guess I understand what Darcy mean about like, do you feel any risk with it? Yeah. I feel, a, I feel I, risk. I feel risk because who, who, who are you going to say he's going to overdo? Like, is he going to be, I can see him as top five tight end, but that's number five is really nothing special. Other, I don't think, I think TJ, I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be better than Kyle Pitts. Mm. But it's only but I also see a lot of potential if everything lines up right, Kyle Pitts is gonna be on fire because Ridley is gonna bring a lot of attention. You know what I mean? He's gonna get yep. a lot of attention. And Matt Ryan is I mean uh, he's still Matty Ice. He's still I mean, has- I, I mean he, I'm not gonna say he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he has respect. No. He has a he has enough he's respect to be a yep. gunslinger. Yeah, he's a gunslinger, so it's everything lines up pretty good. They don't have a they don't have a true workhorse. I can you know what I mean? The concern if Julio is still there, but yeah. Julio's out of the picture now, and it just opens up so much so like, more. Right. So like I was like, that's really what I'm getting at. But truthfully, I think Cal Pitts is bringing so much so much attention. I am with it that it's it's so I do feel some risk, but not to stare off. But I think Matt Ryan is going to be a steal in a draft. So a question for you, for Kyle Pitts, um, where does he need to finish this season as far as rankings, like, you know, as far as uh, top tight ends for you to see that you've got the value there? I know this is dynasty. It's both yeah. more of the long term, but it, you're, you're, you're drafting him at such a, a high price, right? And so the expectations are day one with that type of draft capital. Yeah. And so where, where's that sort of break point where it's like, okay, I got my value for that. Um, and I, I think say if, plus, but, you know. I, I think if he can finish within the top five, and I think he could easily be and push, you know, Mark Andrews and yeah. TJ mm-hmm. Hawkinson to get yeah. up to three. I think he's going to be somewhere in that range. But yeah, for me to be happy for reaching or even trading picks for him, like some people do, like I, I yeah, he has to he has to be top five and. Week one out the gate, if it's looking any type of suspect, man, I'll be almost ready to pivot, man, because it's I don't have the patience for tight ends like that. The, the thing is with tight end is you do that, you need the patience, though, right? Like I was gonna most, say, most tight ends oh, no, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm I don't <laughs> yeah. know, I'm man, because Rob's gonna I'll, jump all over that. I don't know, dude. I, I don't have I have a bad patient problem, <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, dude, if I do, you take a player. One, two, three, four in in Dynasty rookie draft. And people I have seen people take them trade picks, take them first pick, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't and then everything, I don't know. I think that's I, I, one, I, of I my, one of my one of my is that I don't have patience for those tight ends, man. I say it because you're saying exactly what everyone else is expecting, right? It's like they mm-hmm. for what you're drafting about, you need you need what you want to see top five, right? Yeah. So we've got Travis Kelsey. George Kittle, Darren Waller, I just don't see him passing any of those three. If he does, no. he's a, hey, you got oh, everything more exactly. with your pick. So then yeah. it becomes a conversation between Andrews, Hawkinson, Fance, and, and then, you know, just the, the rest of the group that starts to 
emerge there. So there's not a whole lot of space for him to get into that top five. And mm-hmm. he's got some, some steep competition in order to do that. So, hey, I think looks like a great player and all, all of that. I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring another perspective because there's just little doubts in my mind sometimes where I'm like, okay, for the price, it just might be too much for me. And mm-hmm. I'm willing, I'm willing to be okay. I'm willing to be, I'm okay with being wrong on that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's been something I've been struggling with, with my drafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this, this would have been the first share that I've been able to get of Kyle Pitts. If oh, that says wow. anything. So I was pretty excited about it. Well, <clears throat> speaking of first shares, um, Rob, you, so your first pick was a reach. Um, if you didn't take it, I would have picked it, and it would have been a reach as well, and I was totally fine with that. Um, I'm surprised I even agreed to come on this show because uh, I'm, I'm still livid over you taking Najee Harris with the first pick overall, especially in a super flex. And, hey, I don't blame you because I would have done the exact same thing. For me, that's just me being a homer, but also I love the, I love the kid. I see a ton of potential. I think he's going to be great for that offense, and – He's going to get fed. He's, he's going to get his absolutely in, the, in that offense. So how do you feel about uh, adding a piece like Najee Harris at the top of the draft? Well, I would have to say that that is also my first share of Najee Harris. And, yeah. and I'm pretty excited about it. I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, I mean, I've seen some videos of, you know, compares of him at the mini camps going up against Snell, McFarlane. I mean, and he's just on a whole nother level. Um, and uh, compared to some of these other first ra- first pick running backs, I think we're going to get a chance to see him, see a running back actually do what they're supposed to do, being the first running back off the board. Mm-hmm. Um and make something happen. I mean, Josh Jacobs, I mean, he was all right. You know, CH, I mean, obviously he wasn't getting used a whole lot. I think Najee's definitely going to get used. Yeah. If, if you take a look at his, his college tape, the one thing that really stood out for me, and, and I hope this translates well over to the NFL and, and he's able to carry it, continue with it, was just his vision. Like, the guy knows exactly where the holes are every single time. Mm. He's not bumping into people. Um, he just always found uh, a path to the end zone, and I think that that's something that's it's going to be great. You know, people can say what they want about the offensive line in Pittsburgh. Some of it's warranted. That's fine. Some of the guys got a, an opportunity to prove themselves this year, mm-hmm. but having a guy like him that can read the line, find the holes, it's just going to make the offensive line seem better than it even is. Yeah. Um, because you've got someone who knows what they're doing carrying the rock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hyped on him, man. Every I promise you, any chance I had, I took him. Unless I got cute, like I was telling you guys earlier, yeah, if I was one, two, it doesn't matter, super flex or not, I'm taking, I'm taking Najee. I'm well, taking I, I, I need to stop letting people know what team I cheer for because uh, Rob, Rob – you know, leapfrogged me, scooped up Harris in this league. And I think I think it's your uh, yeah. I was gonna say the same thing, right? I think, I think it's I think name. it's your logo. Yeah, and the name. I was going I with the name. I know. I just can't help it. Right? Like that's that's what we do. But um, the exact same thing happened in other league, right? People, uh, they they knew who I rooted for, and I got leapfrogged in that league, thinking I was I had a chance to grab him. Someone mm-hmm. jumped up, took that spot, and said he's not uh, he's not giving it up. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next surprise out of this uh, rookie draft, well, I guess another piece of news that we, we got to put out there, though, and talk about is Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is holding mm-hmm. out right now. And Jordan Love right now is, you know, out there. And I don't know if anybody, you know, follows PFF or um, Adam Scheffner, these other guys on Twitter. Um, but from what I've seen is that, you know, Jordan Love, he's, he's doing stuff. And so is A.J. Dillon. And I got to talk about him real quick. And I think mm-hmm. that he is – I think he's really underrated, and I don't think people are really giving him, you know, the due diligence because even with Aaron Jones, because everyone says Aaron Jones is going to be even better, you know, with Jamal Williams out. And granted, he probably will get a little bit more, a couple extra touches, but I don't think too much is going to get away from A.J. Dillon because he they did spend that second-round draft pick on him. You know, he was a choice for the Packers, and I think he's, you know – going to do a lot, even with the passing. Um, I forget who it was. I think it might have been the head coach. One of the coaches said that 
he just looks so fluid catching the ball, even as a big guy. And like I was saying, is I think he's still going to get those stuff that Jamal Williams was getting. Yeah, just Robbie, a we, better one-two combo this time. Robbie, we know you're in love with Jordan Love. We know. No, no, no. It's, it's A.J. Dillon. I, I know, I know. Dillon, I was just teasing with, you. I know you are, man. You've been hyping A.J. up for quite some time, dude. So, yeah, man, I think he has the – he. Even even those little touches that he showed, like when they gave him the ball a couple of times, man, he was man, he was running over people. And he's he's a running back that falls forward, man. And man, if Aaron Jones, I mean, running backs, it's very rare for a running back not to miss some games or miss some touches. And I think AJ might, man, he might mess around and make a name for himself for for sure. I'm I'm with it, Robbie. You hyping him up perfectly, so. I would say one of the biggest surprises for me coming out of Green Bay, not named Aaron Rodgers, would have been just Aaron Jones and the fact that they mm. were able to keep him on. Um, yeah, just looking at, at looking at last year, like AJ Dillon's, I'm with you, Rob. I think he's a fantastic talent, mm. and he's great for uh, Green Bay because when you're looking at those December games, that's exactly yep. what they want, right? Yep. It's, same, it's no different than Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. You've got those cold weather games. You need a bruiser that's going to be going in. And just pounding the rock, uh, yep. and making you know tiring out that uh, D line, and so I was I was surprised to see that they brought back uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon wasn't going to get his chance. But yeah. hey, man, now you've got a one-two punch. Um, I think it's going to be good for both of them, right? Aaron Jones mm-hmm. will be fresh because they they know they can pass the rock off to AJ Dillon, and I don't think there's a, a much of a drop off there. And AJ Dillon will get his touches. And um, at this point, what's unfortunate is you know. Going into the the off season, there was this you know like get AJ Dillon you know make sure you get him on your team because you know he's going to end up being the starting running back and now you've got to wait for an injury or something else to happen before he gets to to truly own that role. Man. But he he's a he's a starter on most teams in the NFL. I oh, think given the sure. opportunity. Yes, I agree with that hundred percent. It's just man, Aaron Jones in that four year contract. I mean that leaves a nasty taste. Mm-hmm. Man. Right. I, I think I think they're going to both get used heavily this year. Um, you know, with Jordan Love, get him acclimated into the NFL. I think, yeah, they're both going to get used. Uh, Deshaun Watson saying that he does not want to be with the Texans. He's saying that uh, he wants to be with Denver. So, oh, come on, man. He needs to not go to Denver. <laughs> which, which everybody, you know, is saying that Aaron Rodgers would be a great spot for Denver. Uh, get oh, that John Elway, uh, yeah. Peyton Manning style back in there with the vets. Yeah. Um, but with that in mind, um, I mean, I think it's kind of plain and simple that everybody's essentially staying away from the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person I would have really any interest in from the Texans would be David Johnson. Um, and that, that that's it. That backfield so crowded, man. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, they got too many running backs. But yeah, I feel if it's anybody, like you said, it's it's DJ, it's David Johnson for sure. It'll be interesting to happen. See what happens with the Texans, and just even with you know, it's funny. Everyone keeps pushing back to Denver, right? When it comes to Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, I think part of that is the fact that you just look at that offense right and you've got tons of young pieces rookie contracts and so you can actually absorb a contract like aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. or or deshaun watson but at the same time there's so much talent on that offense today right like you've got fans you've got um, uh, you've got Judy, right? You uh, even Courtland like, Sutton. This Courtland Sutton is still there. And Melvin you, Gordon. The man, they got a lot of pieces. Over a there, lot, dude. a lot of pieces, and a lot of young pieces at that. Yeah, so yeah. It, it makes sense for Denver. It's just what are they going to have to give up to yeah. to bring in a guy? You know, one of those guys if yeah. they do. But if if I'm Ron Watson and I am looking to go out somewhere, hey man, you look great defense. And uh, an offense that's primed and ready to take off mm-hmm. with the right person at the helm. Yeah, I hope Teddy. I hope Teddy gets that job though, man. Because in the listeners' league, man, I've been sitting on Teddy since last year, and I just hope he. Keep, I hope he just gets that job. Well, he's connecting with Judy so far, as from what I've been hearing. Yeah, I'm really hoping Teddy Bridgewater gets that. But but if one of but if either of those guys come, yeah, Teddy can Teddy can take a seat. 
lock and take a seat. Now to talk about the rookie draft, I was surprised to see Travis Etienne make it down to 108. Um, yes. Which mm. I, is a deep fall. I mean, I would – I mean, most drafts, granted, I've been essentially been able to pick, you know, one, three, one, four, one, five, one, six in between those four picks um, and at least have two picks in that section pretty much in all my drafts from my trading. Um, and I've been getting Javante Williams and Travis Etienne. Um, those two guys definitely would be the rookies I'm after. But for Travis Etienne to make it down to 108, it's pretty surprising to me. Yeah, I kind of passed on him. I, I, I mean, isn't we're in the classic, right? Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. That's that was when that all that drama happened with me getting Jamar Chase. So I it's mean, obvious why he slipped though, because he's only going to be a third round or a third down back in that offense. Yeah, right, that's, guys? yeah. I right? mean, that's why they drafted him in the first round. To, yeah, to I don't know. That's make not him true. As a third, third down back. <laughs> no, I think he's going to end up being a workhorse. But I'm not. I'm not passing up on Jamar Chase. I don't. So, no, obviously, I'm, I'm kidding there. I'm, I'm surprised that he slipped that far. You know, Javante Williams went before him, and I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't knock anyone for taking Javante Williams because I, I think he's going to be great in Denver as well, especially I think Gordon's got one year left on his contract, and then that should be Javante Williams' backfield um, mm-hmm. next year. But ATM, like, that should be his backfield from day one, right, like starting this year. And so – um, I guess it's just what you look for in that type of guy. And, hey, we had a bunch of quarterbacks come off the board. And, uh, Jared, you took uh, Chase. So, and mm-hmm. those, you know, first seven, eight picks, mm-hmm. you can shake them up how you want. Guys yeah. just want to get their guys. And so go yeah. ahead and do it. Dude, I was just looking at it more to the fact of, I mean, I got I got Cook, Henry, Akers. I really don't need no running back. Yeah. And then, I, then I seen I had Lamb and Pittman. I might as well get Chase. I mean, I like my three young running – I mean, wide receivers. So – and then I still got Chris Godwin. And I'm, I I, I was kind of happy with me getting Chase. So, yeah. There's there's a rookie that I think that needs needs to be uh, hyped up more. Um, and definitely all of you guys listening, you guys need to get Ramondre Stevenson from New England. Oh, uh, yeah, what I'm hearing is this dude. I did. I heard it's Legarrette Blunt 2.0. Now, in this rookie draft here, he went four, four in Who got the fourth him? round. Uh, Waldo Bryan, he got him. Ramondre oh, Stevenson with New England. Sony Michelle's not picked up on his fifth year contract. Damian Harris is still there. I like Damian Harris, but Ramondre Stevenson is a big dude. Um, and he's he's not scared to hit that hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely be looking at Ramondre Stevenson. Fourth round, I mean, that's a steal. Um, I think he's definitely going to make some noise this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking to get him and secure him, I would definitely be looking at him late second, early third, if you're going to be trying to get him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I always have the struggle with – just playing musical chairs with the new England's uh, backfield, right? It's, you know, when you look at Belichick, he, he puts a plan together better than most coaches in the league. And so if he thinks a particular running back or a particular uh, style is going to work best for that game, he's, he's going to go with that. And so mm-hmm. um, if, as long as, he, you know, you believe he's got a shot to really take over that backfield and be the guy, or at least take those goal line um, touches, then yeah. definitely that there's definitely value there. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah, with me being in New England, I know it matters about the unique if you're you if you're unique athlete and it's something that Bill knows other teams don't have, he wants yeah. to use that because yeah. then it's something the defense is not expecting. And that's probably how New England got a lot of their Super Bowls because somewhere on that lineup when they did win those Super Bowls, it was something unique about one or two players. You know what I mean? Having time is like the cherry on top, but sometimes it matters what's in that ice cream sometimes. So, yeah, um, yeah I think I'm going to go ahead and go pick up Steve, that guy Stevenson from uh, Waldo when we done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here right now trying Offer to think of the trade. Right we, I got real quiet. What's Rob, I asked Robbie who had him. I was like, yeah, thank you. Because I'm going right over there. So, yeah, he'll probably be on my team by the time you guys go to sleep. Question for you guys. Just 
going into the draft before we even made any of our picks, mm-hmm. do you go in with any sort of like set strategy um, with any of these drafts, whether it's the picks or positions? Like, how do you plan for uh, your? How do you plan for these rookie drafts? For sure. You want to go first, Robbie? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, I kind of just look at my team, see what really, what do I need. Mm-hmm. Who do I got? How is my running back situation? I mean, uh, for this one team, I had, you know, Waller and I had uh, Jonathan Taylor as mm-hmm. my tight end running back. And then it was David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, and Jamal Williams, Gus Edwards. So right. it was kind of, um, you know, JT's good and so is Waller, but I kind of wanted to get off Waller. So I just I made a move. I traded both of those to bring in some picks. Here, I'll bring you up the trade. Mm-hmm. Um it was Waller, Taylor, and two thirds, and I brought in T.J. Hawkinson, one hundred one and two hundred one. So I essentially traded Taylor to go get um, Harris. Harris, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, which is fine with me. I think. I think. I think. I'm not Taylor, upset about that at all. <laughs> I like Taylor. And I think he's great, and I think he's going to be a solid RB1. But uh, there also is Mihai Himes there. Marlon mm-hmm. Mack is still there. Uh, and that's no knock on Taylor and what I think he's going to be. I think he's still a solid RB1. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Harris has a little bit of that extra edge of having that solid role. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I made that move. It, I would not trade Taylor if it wasn't to get Harris. I feel you on that one because, to tell you the truth, the coach showed that they will go to a different running back. So I do understand what you're saying. Like, cause I was, I really thought JT was going to have a lot more blow up games than he had. Like, I really thought he was going to be like the man's, but it was a couple games where, uh, what's the kid named Wilkins had a, I think he had yeah. one or two solid games and Neon, he had a, he had a blow up game. So it's like, you know, JT was like, you was looking at him, but it's like, you're still looking at him a little funny and stuff. So, but that was a good pivot for sure. Cause you know, for Najee got that on lock. Like, mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh don't play about, uh, they running back, they get one running back and they're going to run him. Yes. They're going to run him until, <laughs> until he, yes. starts, until he yeah. starts faking injuries like, uh, Bill did. You, yeah. know, I don't know. you got to call off. Yeah. So, yeah. I think JT had a, uh, just a slow start to last season as well. He really started mm-hmm. picking up uh, later on in the season, but there's definitely uh, more competition in that backfield. Then, Harris yes. is going to be first the down, man. second down, third down, fourth, fifth, sixth, yes. you know, seventh down if they even have it. Exactly. Harris will be on the field carrying the ball. Man, dude, it's like so obvious. But, yeah, to me, man, I think I do similar to what Robbie said about, like, looking what you need, you know what I mean? And then sometimes if I feel like – I got like let's say I'm very comfortable in every position. It's like okay, then I could just have a free for all. Then I might get get I might get cute then. But sometimes if I'm sitting, I think I set like at 105 or something in this draft. Mm-hmm. And to me, okay, I know if I'm getting any quarterback, it's probably going to be Lance or Fields, maybe. You know what I mean? So I know I'm yeah. not getting T Law. I'm pretty sure I'm not getting Zach Wilson. And and if I really and if I see Zach Wilson sitting there, but I also see Jamar Chase or a more, you know, what I'm saying more of a pretty position guy. I think I'm going to go with the, the pretty position and probably leave that quarterback on there and just leave him there. So to me, I really it just matter what I need most of the time. But other than that, I'm scared to trade picks during the draft. I'm like so afraid. of it. I, I would say so going into the draft each year or any of these rookie drafts, I like to just kind of take a look at kind of the, the tiers, the player tiers. Mm-hmm. And so I'll take a look and see like, okay, like where do I feel like there's a significant drop off, right? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, pl- after player 23 or 24 in my rankings yep. um, and wherever that is, and it, it's different each year, just depending on the draft class, <clears throat> wherever that is, my main mission is to try and get as many picks within that top, you know, within those top 20 or top 30 picks as I possibly can. And so you'll see for this yes. year and years beyond, you will mm-hmm. see me move a lot of later round picks, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. Yep. Mm-hmm. No problem. Happy to give them away if it means I'm bumping up some of my picks to a few earlier spots or yep. upgrading, you know, t- uh, hey, two or three picks in a later draft. 
that gets me a second or third round pick, I'll take that all day. Uh, part of that is just, you know, when I look at drafts or at least my rookie drafts over the last, you know, five, six, seven years, mm. I take a look, I've taken a look at my hit rates in like the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round. And mm-hmm. there's just, after the second round, there's a significant drop off. And it's not even just yep. it's for most people, right? Like, so, you know, for anyone listening, um, if you've got access to the history of drafts, whether it's in a spreadsheet or wherever, take a look at previous years and, and the players that got picked in rounds three, four, five, six. There's always going to be a couple gems there. There's going to be an Antonio Gibson or, or someone in there you know, each year. But you'll find that majority of the picks are just guys, right? They're, they're yeah. on your taxi squad and then... <clears throat> maybe they get a shot because of an injury and then they sort of fizzle out. And so I really try to figure out what is like that, that top group, right? Is it 25 players, 26? What is that top group? And then I focus on getting as many picks inside that group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that sounds similar to how I approach uh, like startup, like a startup dynasty. You know what I mean? So that's, I like that one. Yeah. I'll have to send you when we're done. I'll have to send you, these other drafts I was in, because that's exactly how it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to get as many firsts as I can. And sometimes it's looking at the other teams, you know, because you might have a couple teams that have four or five quarterbacks in the Superflex, and there's one team that only has two, three, and they have the upper or higher picks. You know, okay, hey, look, they're going to go quarterback, probably 80% chance that they're going quarterback. They might pivot off, but you can look and go trade to those other teams that might want they don't want a quarterback or whatever. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of just – you really just got to gauge your team, gauge your league. But like you said, no doubt, getting the top, you know, first and second picks and trade the rest. Go sure. get those upper, upper picks so you can get those other guys. Um, yeah. Yep. That's the best way to go about it. I like that. Great question. Um, you guys want to get into the wide receivers? Where yeah. you guys want to talk a little more about the rookies? Mm, we can get on the receivers unless I mean I don't got too much other rookies we can talk about other than um I mean we yeah we touch bases on most of them. I I oh, will I, say I guess on the back end like sorry uh yeah, but like I mean St. Brown I mean I really feel like he's gonna be he's gonna end up being a, a for sure solid receiver over there in Denver I mean in Detroit so I really like St. Brown I was so happy I got him too man I was so. I was very happy. And this, those are the guys you want to target where you just look at the competition ahead of them, mm-hmm. and there isn't very much. Right? That's exactly what I brought him up for. Williams. Uh, yeah, he's He's old. got um, Brashad Perriman, which, man, I was I – was, I loved Brashad Perriman for a time and, and mm-hmm. even gave him second and third chances. At this point, I just can't do it anymore. Um, <laughs> like, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm breaking up, and yeah. I'm, I'm never coming back. And if he, if he does great there – by all means. Um, so St. Brown, hey, man, he's, he's definitely got a shot there. I would say other than Williams and um, Perriman, you've got Cephas from, from last year's draft. So there isn't, you know, it's, it's a group of guys there, and he's got a chance to emerge, at least get some solid playing time uh, mm-hmm. from the get-go. I was going to say Jason, um, with his second-round pick, man, was it another pick just before me where I feel like I just got sniped where Mac Jones slipped all the way to 280. And I thought that was a huge value, um, just given, you know, this is a super flex league. To get Mac Jones that late, I thought was a, a great pick for him. Yep. And that's what I mean about, man, passing up on passing on certain people, man. They end up being steals. And it's like, man, because I'm, yeah, I'm real, I'm real thin at quarterback in that league. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I seen Chase and I didn't care what was going on. Yeah, actually, I said Jason. I think it was Nathan that took him. But either way, um, mm-hmm. it was a great value with that pick. All right, let's um, let's jump into these wide receivers. Late round wide receivers doesn't have to be super late. These are just wide receivers that nobody's talking about that you need to pay some attention to that you could easily go trade for. Um, and one of those guys is Denzel Mims with the Jets. Um, guys, I think everybody's forgetting he was a second-round pick, so he has high draft capital. Um, even though it is a different regime, Denzel Mims, I still believe he has the talent to do something there with the Jets. And he's out of the Adam Gase 
um, problem. I was going to say a different regime is actually a good thing, I think, in this scenario. So, um, yeah. I agree. Oh, go ahead, Robbie. Well, I mean, what rounds can you get them? I mean, depending on how many rounds deep you're going, if you're in like a 22 round, I think you could get him easily rounds 13, 6 through 16. I think it would be a good time to pick him up. Definitely when you're starting to hit your bench mm-hmm. and getting some depth on there. Denzel Mims should definitely be up there in that upper echelon of players because there's the only players he has to worry about is Corey Davis. Yeah, and that ain't too much. And, and they did, the Jets did bring in Elijah Moore, um, and I do like him. I've been picking him up in all my drafts. Um, but Denzel Mims, I think, definitely has an opportunity to make something of himself uh, yeah. right off the gate. Yeah. Um, I was thinking more um, – the first guy I was thinking of was uh, – Jerry Judy, man. I think Jerry Judy is a player that you can, like Robbie was saying, like you can mess around and have him as your, like your first depth spot for the receivers. Like you can go get those receivers that you want and Uh you get Jerry, you can get Jerry Judy. I was thinking like 11th, 11th round, 12th round, somewhere around there. And I feel like that's still kind of a reach because there's still a lot of receivers out there. So to me, I really like, I like, I like his age. I like his potential. And if he gets a new quarterback, even like that, because, I mean, Locke was just really just overthrowing him. So, to me, man, Jerry Judy is – man, I'm, I really got my eyes on him, especially, like, when we get closer to this this league, from, um, like, the season from the start, I'm, I'm going to start going for him in trades for sure. That's a guy I'm targeting right before we start. Question for you, Jared. If, yeah. if yeah. you were drafting between, let's say this is redraft, uh, between mm-hmm. Jerry Judy and Julio Jones, who would you be taking? Oh, my God, dude. I know who I would say. <sighs> man, I'm going Julio because touchdowns, yes. touchdowns matter in redraft to me, man. It, to me, that's one thing I try to aim for is the touchdown players, man. I won, I won in uh, one of my redrafts, a real one that I really take very personal. Like I was, I was bugging Robbie and Jason all year last year. Do I ended up winning that? And dude, I'm talking, yeah, I gotta go with the touchdowns, man. So I would take Julio. That's that was a very challenging question. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think it's an interesting one because you know Jerry Judy's going to get the ball. We know that. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Julio is going to be getting the ball, and for Julio to be working as the number two, like he's Robin oh, now, right? He's yeah. been Batman for so long, and he's mm-hmm. he's going to take a back seat and be Robin for once. And so, mm-hmm. you know, to get that uh, single coverage for him is going to be you know refreshing. Yes. Um, because it's just not something he's been used to for his entire career. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hey, man, I think you got a, a couple of good years that you can get out of him, especially in redraft leagues. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we're talking dynasty, then now's the time to probably capitalize on the value yep. and trade, mm-hmm. right, if you do have them, just because all the hype's there. We haven't even played a game yet. And so I think from just from a value standpoint of where he's at, He's, he's pretty close to the top of where he's going to be at this point going mm-hmm. forward. And so someone on your roster might be someone looking at, uh, at selling. Um, yeah. So, you know, I look at, um, you know, I don't think these are later round guys, but, you know, when I look at just, and hey, I'm a homer, I'll speak it to some of these guys now, which is just Deontay <laughs> Johnson and Claypool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, both of these guys, you've got one that's got, you know, first off, massive touchdown potential, game-breaking potential in, in yeah. Claypool. I think to bring in a lot of balance to that offense is going to be good for them, or they just dedicate to the run more. There might be, uh, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot more motion on the, at, the off, at the line than you've seen in previous years with Matt Canada's uh, new office, or office. Mm-hmm. Hey, he does have a new office, but uh, I think if we're talking about the new offense. Um, yeah. So I would be looking at, hey, man, like if you're looking at uh, number two or number three, I think Claypool's a great guy to be uh, targeting that still has plenty of upside to build off of. And then just mm-hmm. don't sleep on Deontay Johnson because he's going to get peppered uh, with balls all day long in that offense. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think he's going to be a target hog, man. I, I still, you know, I, I do struggle with guys like Odell Beckham. I just don't know where to take him. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to be one of those guys where, you know, you're going to have people that uh, I, I wouldn't say reach, but they'll grab him. And then I won't be surprised if you see in drafts where he's just slipping too oh, yeah. far not to take him. 
Um, but curious to get your guys' take on just Odell Beckham coming into this year because at this point it's just name caching to me at least where mm. you just haven't seen a whole lot the last little bit. Like you know yeah. the potential's there, just hasn't come through in Cleveland. Yeah, I've been hyping I've been hyping the OBJ, man. I feel like he is my he is my value pick. I look for him, I look for him like round 15. Man, once I get in those rounds and I see OBJ there, I'm grabbing him off of, like you said, off of his name, first of all. Second of all, the potential, and I, I don't lose anything. If he doesn't do anything, I don't yeah. lose anything with him. My team my team is complete by the time I get to those picks. You know what I mean? I'm not really – I mean, those. I mean, once I get to those back-end rounds, I feel like I'm looking for the gym. You know what I mean? And yep. he is a gym that, to me, shines very bright because he is coming of age, but it's like – Dude, like him personally, I would hope him personally would know. Like, dude, you have to like do something, homie, because you like you're falling off. Yeah. <laughs> so to yeah. me, I like OBJ a lot, especially because where he's falling, I'm not yeah. reaching. I'm not reaching for that guy at all. I got you. I would have to be like in a twenty team league or something to want to reach for him. But yeah, I ain't touching him. I'm not really reaching. He's double digit. Um, receiver for sure, and yeah. I ain't talking eleven and twelve at all. I'm taking yeah. young receivers before OBJ. Yeah, a, a guy I do like later on for sure is Michael Pittman. So um, yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot of potential there. Excited to see mm-hmm. what happens in that uh, Colts offense, and you know, it's just your typical like year two wide receiver where the potential breakout is there. You know, mm-hmm. we saw flashes of it. Um, he, de- he got some time in the offense, not as much as I would have liked to have seen last year, mm-hmm. but I think we're just only uphill or, you know, I think it's just only out up, uh, from here for Michael Pittman. And so I think he's a guy that you can scoop up later in drafts that might not be on too many people's radars because he just doesn't have that big name yet yeah. um, that uh, could look like a steal midseason. Yeah. I like that. Uh, next guy I got here is DJ Chark. I mean, mm. obviously his quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, so the quarterback situation has improved immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I did this think back back to DJ Chark's 2019 season um, where he was unbelievable. He was doing really well, even with the poor quarterback play. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously I think he's just a great value mm-hmm. um, that I would definitely be picking up, you know, eighth. 10th round, so mm-hmm. around there, I think he's definitely a great flex play um, that I think is just going to take off yeah, the like touchdown machine. Do you think he finishes number one in that offense for uh, wide receivers? No. You know, honestly, I think LaVisca <laughs> is going to – I guess we got Jared's take. <laughs> oh, I, really? I, think, I think between Chark and LaVisca, I think it's going to be really close. Um, Chark is more of that deep threat kind of guy. You know, you get him seven, eight targets, and he's already got 120 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. You know, and LaVisca, he's more that intermediate kind of guy who's got nine, ten targets, and he's got like 70 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're going to be close. Um, it's kind of pick your poison. I think they're both great spots, but I feel like Chenault's more the one that's got the name right now that everybody's more interested in. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out because they've got Marvin Jones in that offense as well. And I yes. think they brought him in to be the number three guy. Um, Man. You know, hey, they've, they've got Lawrence throwing the ball now. So, hey, I wouldn't be surprised to see three wide sets more often mm-hmm. in that offense because they can do it now, right? When you've got LaVisca, you've got Marvin, and you've got DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that'll be good for Chark because it just opens things up for him. So, Definitely an opportunity for some value there because, hey, you've got a, a new quarterback that's just all he's done is win. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least you've got uh, a few other receivers there to keep you know the rest of the defense busy. Yeah. Um, next guy I got, man, is T. Higgins, man. I feel like T. Higgins is like – I really think Tyler Boyd is going to have to take a back seat, you know, and be that third wheel because uh, I think T. Higgins is going to be – that he's I think he's gonna be receiver two on that on that team. And for the future, like dynasty wise, T I like T. Higgins, man. And I really feel like Jamar Chase is going to do his do his job. Probably gonna start getting doubled within 
the first like six weeks or whatever, you know, people are going to start understanding they probably need to pay attention to him a little bit more. And T. Higgins was solid last year. In my opinion, I really think he was a solid receiver. So I'm really liking T. Higgins, it, especially having phenomenal teammates as receivers. Like those other two receivers can get attention. And T. Higgins, I, I like him. I like that three receiver team. And I'd like T. Higgins to be the breakout that nobody's thinking about mm. just because Chase went there. I think Chase going there makes everybody kind of forget about T. Higgins a little bit. So I, I agree. I love T. Higgins. Um, I think he'll be number one uh, for Cincinnati so? to finish the, the season. Man, um, I hope so, dude. If we're talking about uh, two years from now and it's Chase, by mm-hmm. means 100%. But, you know, coming into the NFL – especially for the first season, there's a lot you got to learn as a wide receiver. And it's not saying that Chase can't have a great season. I think he mm-hmm. absolutely can. But I think Higgins takes that role as the number one guy. Um, and Chase will have – he will definitely have his days. Yeah. And the fact that they've got Boyd as number three, they it's are just crazy. rich. They right. are rich at wide receiver right, right now. Um, that is a wide receiver trio uh, to be feared for sure. Lucky Joe, man. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert as the – those dudes are so lucky, man. Dang, those are some lucky quarterbacks to me, man. <coughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, liking, I'm liking the kid, man. But I don't know, man. I think I think these – I think – I really – I'm so surprised that Justin Jefferson did what he did coming, coming out because I feel like he needed to go – I think he knew he needed to go in the draft before Jamar did because I think he knew that Jamar was going to – I mean, everybody knew Jamar was going to be the man once he came out. But I think with what I've seen in Justin Jefferson and knowing that he wasn't even – to me, I don't think he was the best receiver on that team. Man, Jamar Chase is – man, if he does anything that Jefferson did, man, it's going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. So that's – man, oh, man. Them two dudes were so – man – they were good. Yeah, those are some great receivers. Man, that dudes was pretty good in college, man. We got there, Darcy. Uh, who else? Yeah. Yeah, anybody else? Uh, I'm looking through here. Anyone else that really stands out for me that I want to be targeting? I, I, I think beyond that, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see – how Will Fuller does in the Miami offense. Mm-hmm. I think um, I love to have those speedster guys. Will Fuller finally had, you know, a healthy season. Um, it's, you know, it, the, it's always been with Will Fuller's that damn hamstring, right? It's just yep. always a hamstring popping up. Yep. Um, now we do have the suspension. So I think that's going to, uh, you know, that, that'll be built into his value there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't sleep on Will Fuller. I think that's a guy that you can nab uh, later in drafts as well. And he's the type of guy where it's a one play. He can put up all the points that you need for coming out of that spot. And he's a bench guy that you can fill in for maybe some of those bye weeks or fillers in for injuries. You're not going to have to draft him in a spot where you're putting him in a starting position. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Um, yeah, I'm crazy about Will Fuller. I used to pick him all the time. I like him, and I think it's – for him getting caught like how he did and got that suspension, I think he knows he's injury-prone too. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that one. I like Will. Um, one guy uh, – let me ask you guys this. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you rather have, Debo, Samuel, or Brandon Ayuk? Oh, man, that is the – man. Who's going to be the more productive guy? I mean, both have kind of dealt with a little injuries – um, Debo obviously a little bit more than Ayuk, um, but I'm between those I, two, who you want? I, I think I'm taking Ayuk. Yeah, I think I'm going Ayuk as well. All right. Um, well, you, well, you got you can be asking us questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I like Ayuk. I think he's okay. more solidified there with San Francisco, even with being just a one year. Um, I think it's he's less injury prone. Than mm-hmm. Debo is. Debo past two seasons hasn't been able to stay healthy. And, and Ayuk struggled with the same sort of injury stuff as well as far as staying healthy, but he looked, hey, as a rookie, looked phenomenal. And so you expect to see another step forward going into year two. And so you just see lots of amazing upside coming mm-hmm. with Brandon Ayuk. So I, I just, you know, I, I like to 
target those guys where they haven't hit their peak yet. Um, not to say that Debo has, but you know that Ayuk still got a, a lot more that he can bring as far as production, given the opportunity. So I, I definitely like that upside. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about on today's episode? Mm, no, other than I'm going to get Kyle Murray in this auction draft. We good. <laughs> uh, um, I, I would say one last thing, which is just what do you what do you make of the Carolina offense this year? Uh, are there any pieces that you're targeting? Uh, any players, whether it's Donald or the receiving core? What, what do you think that's going to look like for this season? I mean, every, I haven't really seen anybody too crazy about Sam Darnold, and I think he's going to do a lot better than Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and so if you can get Sam Darnold later in your drafts, I would definitely be doing that in your startups. Um, if you need that third quarterback, that fourth quarterback on your team, I would definitely be going to trade for Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be a great filler, um, for those bye weeks. Um, I don't think he's going to be a a complete starter for you. Um, but I also think DJ Moore is going to pick up. I mean, his season, he only had four touchdowns. And he had games where, you know, he was reaching 90 yards, 120 yards, where the touchdowns just weren't happening for him. I think with Sam Darnold, those touchdowns could easily go up to eight, nine touchdowns this season. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, a lot of people are sleeping on Darnold. And I just think that, you know, uh, you can't say – uh, you're high on Mims because you've got a different situation there and then you're low on Darnold, but because he didn't do anything in the Jets or do anything with the Jets. So uh, I think anyone saying that would just be contradicting themselves. I think a fresh start, a uh, new team, uh, reunited with you know Robbie Anderson as well. They spent yeah. some time with, in New York playing together, so there's some familiar, uh, familiarity there. And then obviously with DJ Moore, I think there's a lot more potential just given that you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he's an NFL quarterback, but, you know, let's be honest, he's a dink and dunk quarterback, and I, they, those just drive me crazy um, because it's just a lot of the small stuff, which is you know, why you see more getting the, receive, the receiving yards, he's getting the catches, but the touchdowns are coming through because, you know, you're just not seeing that big play potential. And so I'm excited to see if they can bring that to the offense uh, through Darnold this year. And then everyone knows about the backfield, so I don't think we need to talk about that. Wait, who's in the backfield? <laughs> CMC, the guy that he's just so good, you just give him abbreviation. Yeah, don't even want to say his name, right? I mean, no, what I, other I running back do you I was talking about uh, Trevor Hubbard, obviously. Oh, the bubble gum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's a great question. I... I don't think Carol. I don't think Darnold's getting enough love out there. I think he is going to be mm-hmm. really solid this year, um, and could pull a Ryan Tannehill season and get help from Adam Gase, and actually be really something solid. Yeah. Again, it's one of those guys where you're probably not going to have to pay much. If it's a super flex league, that might be a different different story or dynasty. But right. if we're looking at like redrafts, you're not going to be paying a whole lot for that. Um, nope. And even in super flex or dynasty. You can probably still get them fairly cheap. Um, I'd, per, I'd prefer to get them before um, season starts and some positive games come out yeah. and take that shot. I have taken a few swings at him. I uh, haven't had any luck so far, but uh, we're still a long way before week one. What yeah. were you offering, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I offered draft picks in one league. Um, the reason why the player wouldn't walk away with him in that dynasty league was he's got him on a cheap contract, like a super cheap contract to the point where it's, he's not even worth giving away because he's uh, got like a two or $3 salary. So to have a QB on your roster at that rate, that's now, you know, got potentially some upside. He just uh, said, there's just nothing that someone's going to offer me that uh, I really care for. And so um, I would have to see, but you know, if it's uh, dynasty super flex, I'd be trying to go for like a third round pick if I could. Um, yeah. Might not be able to pull that off. If I got to throw something else into the mix to make that happen, I definitely would. But that's where I, at least my starting point would be. And then depending on what my roster is and the QBs that I have, um, mm. I might be willing to go a little more if, if uh, I'm a little bit more QB hungry or needy. Right. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think my max obviously would be a second round pick. Yeah. Uh, but I think 
I think that would be a, a great win-win situation for both parties. Um, if you're not interested in Darnold and another person is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, that's it for this episode. Yeah, man. Darcy, man, it was fun, dude. Welcome back anytime, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I love, yeah, I love the energy, man. And your questions was, yeah, I like it. That was wonderful, dude. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, of course, guys. And don't forget, you guys got to go check out our sponsor, and that's myvtrophy.com, the ultimate virtual trophy for your fantasy leagues. Because, look, we can't always be in the same spot at the same time to hand out these trophies to everybody. What you do is you just you make it online, and you guys can all look at it and see the other person's name on there. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how often you're going to look at it with their name on it, but... <laughs> Put, put your name on it, and then you can look at it every day. Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Make it your screensaver. Yeah, whatever you got to do. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. And, guys, yeah, make sure man. you guys follow me on Twitter at the Dynasty 401. Join our Facebook group page, Dynasty 401. You guys can follow my V Trophy at my V Trophy on Twitter. You already know their website. Jared's mm-hmm. at Go Rush One. He doesn't spell it out. We say it here. You already know how it is, guys. Yeah, get your mind call. right, man. Make that call. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Later.